Let's do this. Something that I admire about Gen Z too is I think that there's a lot of like skin realness happening on social. If you have sensitive skin, the more products you put on, the more likely it is that one of those is going to sensitize your skin. Hello and welcome back to another episode of On Point. Today I am joined by the Executive Director of Global Education for Ilia Beauty, where we're going to speak all about clean beauty products, what exactly that entails, and why we should care about what we're putting on our skin. I'm so excited to be joined by Sam Mahalska. I'm really excited to be here. I'm thrilled that we get to spend this time together. I know you have such a busy schedule, so we are honored to have you on the podcast today. So to kind of just get right into it, Ilya yeah. Beauty is kind of like the true industry pioneer that was ahead of its time in the clean beauty space. So I actually learned yeah. about Ilya Beauty through FabFitFun, the subscription yeah. box. Yeah. And I was just fascinated about like the background and how Sasha started it. I would yeah. love for you to kind of tell the listeners who don't really know much about Ilya Beauty of like yeah. how it began. I agree. I think it's a really fascinating story. And even you know, before I joined the brand, I was really surprised when I learned how long it's actually been around for. Right. So Ilya started in 2011. So quite quite a long time now, 11 years, 11 years in the industry. And it was started by Sasha Plavsik, who is our founder and continues to be our founder and chief creative officer. And she essentially started this brand by recreating a better version of lip balm that she had been using. Now, the story is actually a little bit more complex than that. There are, there are like quite a few threads throughout this story. The first being, um, you know, when she was growing up in Vancouver, she's from Canada. Her brother was born with some autoimmune conditions and her mother really sort of changed the way that her family ate and what they did and how they sort of, you know, looked at food, wellness, et cetera. She kind of became this pioneer in the, in the wellness industry and was able to heal her brother through primarily diet. Oh, wow. And then after that, she got a degree in typography. She lived in Paris. She lived in London. She actually worked in the beauty industry as well. And she took a short sabbatical and went back to Vancouver. And her mom was waiting for her there. And at this time, uh, she had she was having some skin issues and you know had come back home and was talking to her mom. And again, her mom, the renegade, uh, as she was explaining these skin issues that she was having, she basically said, well, have you ever looked at what you're putting on your face? Like, have you ever looked at like what you're actually putting on your lips? At that point, she was putting on this lip balm that she had used forever. And this sparked the realization that I'm essentially eating this product every day, right? We eat our lip gloss. Like that's just fact. We yeah. eat our lip gloss. We eat our lip balms. We eat our lipsticks. <laughs> and that's what started Ilia Beauty. So it was this little ping, right? Of, oh, we can do something better. And I think a lot of it was also informed by, you know, she had went out and she tried to find more natural products, like, oh, well, maybe that's the way to go, right? Like, so you go to the co-op, you go to Whole Foods, you go to somewhere else, and you're looking at the cosmetics, and they're just, at that time, wasn't, wasn't anything that worked. There was plenty of stuff out there, but none of it really worked, or the color payoff wasn't right. And as somebody who loved makeup and loved how makeup makes you look and feel when you pick something up and you expect it to work a certain way, and now just because it's 
quote unquote natural or organic, it's not working the way that you thought it was going to, like, what's the point of using it in the first place? So again, this has sort of always been the thread that started Ilya is this, we can do better. We can push people, we can push labs to create better products and we can create the same quality but with safer ingredients or just non-irritating ingredients. Right. So she found like the hole in the market. But I also have heard too that a lot of people or a lot of companies have claimed that they're clean or organic companies. But really when you look, and this could be like with food too, when you start looking at the ingredients, like really start looking at it, you're like, this isn't all that clean and organic. Well, I think the issue is, is that clean isn't really a term that's regulated at all, right? So clean, these words clean, natural get thrown around a lot. But the reality is, is that there's no common theme to what clean means. Mm. So each brand defines it on their own. And there are some brands like larger umbrella brands like Sephora, where they have a seal clean at Sephora. And they'll tell you exactly like, oh, these brands don't use these ingredients. Therefore, they are clean at Sephora. But they get to decide that, right? So there's no like unifying like thing where, okay, it's clean, therefore it always is devoid of these ingredients. So it's a really confusing space. And I'll also be totally honest in that, you know, for Ilya, we, clean was just something that started to exist as we got larger. We never really called ourselves clean. In fact, we prefer the word transparent or transparency. We want to be super transparent about all the ingredients that we use, how we test them, where we test them, exactly what's in everything. We have clients who literally email us all the time asking like, wait, do your products have XYZ ingredient? Because everybody's on their own personal journey right. and they might need to avoid certain ingredients that you know a clean brand might use. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad ingredient, but for that person it just doesn't work with their skin or they need to avoid it or whatever it is. So transparency has always been our guide at Ilya. And I did see that on your guys' website too, says that, you know, all synthetic makeup aren't bad. There are some synthetic makeup that you guys use that aren't considered bad. And same thing with organic and clean ingredients that not all of those are good for our skin either. Totally. So it's, it's again, really nebulous because the, the industry is so large and, there are plenty of synthetic ingredients that are that have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years and are extremely safe for the skin and like really sustainable and should be used because they're great skin conditioners or whatever, whatever ingredient it is. By the same token, you know, if you were to put a little bit of oil of oregano on your skin, which comes from oregano put a Band-Aid over it, you'd probably get a blister because it's such a powerful ingredient. It's such a powerful oil. Those are just things that like people don't realize how powerful some natural ingredients are. I mean, there's like everything is a chemical, right? And so I think this idea of like chemical equals bad isn't isn't really true. And I think, um, you know, ultimately for us at Ilya, it's, it's about making sure that again, we can be as transparent as possible with people who are on their own personal journey with, with makeup. Right. 
Right. And I know you said that you guys don't like using the word clean or clean beauty to make it clear. What exactly does clean beauty, like what does that entail? Yeah. I mean, again, everybody defines it differently, but I think, you know, for us, we, we would say that our brand is thoughtfully formulated. We're formulated without gluten. We're formulated without parabens, phthalates, petroleum, mineral oil, talc, BHA, BHT, propylene glycol, PEG, cyclomethicones, chemical sunscreens as well. And each brand might define those ingredients a little bit differently. Ultimately, I think when people go for clean beauty, what they're expecting is a brand that has done their due diligence in safety and testing of ingredients. And they're expecting, I think a lot of people come to clean beauty because they have skin sensitivities and they assume that natural products are going to be a little bit more gentle on their skin, or they assume a certain level of testing, or they assume a certain level. And that may or may not be true depending on the brand either. So I think that's important to keep in mind. And I went on my own personal journey with sensitive skin too. So I totally get it. (laughs) Oh, totally. And you've seen that this has helped your skin. Oh my gosh. Yes. But I mean, on my 30th birthday, (laughs) I woke up and I literally had a rash on my face. Like on my 30th birthday, no joke. I had this rash on my face and I just made an appointment to urgent care because I was like, what is going on? It came out of nowhere. Uh, It literally came out of nowhere. And so I'm, for those that cannot see me, (laughs) I am very fair skinned. So I have some redness in my skin. Your skin is flawless. Thank you. But I think, you know, I have super fair skin and I have really sensitive skin as well. So anyway, I woke up on my 30th birthday, go to the doctor. The dermatologist looks at my skin and they're like, oh, classic case of rosacea. What do you mean? Classic case of rosacea. And so I get prescribed all this stuff and I'm noticing that heat is affecting me. Like sitting in a hot car will make my skin flare up to the point of like, it looks like I have acne almost. All of a sudden, you know, I I can't use the same products that I was using. I'm really hunting for the things that are going to make my skin not only look, but feel better. And it's it's a minefield out there because you're trying products and you're like, maybe natural. Nope, that's that's not necessarily it. This has too many essential oils in it. Or, you know, maybe I need to look at like artistry brands because they have, you know, lots of coverage. And so you're sacrificing coverage because you want to cover this redness and all of these things. It's just really complex. And what I loved about Ilya and what I continue to learn about Ilya is that really Sasha created this brand out of a similar headspace because she was sort of dealing with similar skin issues and just, you know, autoimmune issues. And I'm totally in the same boat. And a lot of these things show up on your skin. So anyway, you know, our products really do help soothe the skin. I literally started using all of our products and my skin has never looked better. Like I never have to worry about our skin tint breaking me out. I don't have to worry about it, you know, making my skin sensitive. It just kind of calms it down. And it makes sense because we use really beautiful, active um, ingredients that are safe for the skin, that are known to be gentle, that hydrate the skin. So we really believe in this philosophy of like less is more. Mm. You know, there are no, there's no fragrance in our complexion products. That's a huge one. If you have sensitive skin, try to avoid fragrance. But ultimately, what has been so nice about using these products is that I don't have to worry if my makeup is breaking out my skin. I know it's probably like 
the spicy food I had two days ago or, you know, something like that. If you have rosacea, you know what I mean? Um, but ultimately that's what I love about how we create and formulate our products is we always have the, the goal of protecting and reviving the skin in mind. Totally. And I don't know about you, Sam, but I just know like when my skin is good, I just feel happier. Like I feel good about myself. Totally. Like I can go out with my hair in a pony, no makeup. And when you're having like that acne, it kind of almost makes you not want to leave your bed or like hiding or you're just not your, you know, yeah. your full self. You're totally right. When your skin looks good, you feel like you can face the world. And I think it's like seriously damaging to, you know, how you perceive yourself or how you feel the world perceives you too when, when you're dealing with skin issues. And I have friends with eczema too. And, you know, I think there's so many things that are so difficult to deal with when it comes to skin. And it's like not something that you can always control. But anyway, and this new hybrid category too, because now people are like mixing skincare and makeup. makeup. And Alia was really like the pioneer of that. Our super serum skin tint, that product, it's literally skincare, makeup, SPF, all in one bottle, like literally three in one. And that was innovative too. And so personally, my favorite product. So <laughs> when I first started looking yep. into you guys, like your mascara comes up as like the holy grail. It's incredible. And for my sensitive eyed people out there, if you feel like you cannot wear mascara anymore and or if you have lash extensions, this is also a safe mascara for that, which is really cool. Ultimately, like our mascara is so good for your lashes and comes off with warm water, which is my favorite thing. Like, so it's obviously not going to be waterproof. Right. So if you're feeling like you're going to watch a sad movie <laughs> or you're going to a wedding, may maybe not the one to choose, but yeah, every day, hands down my favorite and literally taking it off at night is a joy because it comes right off. Oh. There's nothing I hate more than raccoon eyes. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So I've noticed too, that like skincare has become like a phenomenon. Not that it wasn't, you know, years ago, but I oh, feel like yeah. with social media and TikTok, you're always yeah. saying like, check out my skincare routine, you know, blah, blah, blah. Get so, right. Right. And I can't <laughs> help it. Those draw me in. I'm like, oh yes. I don't know who you are, but I want to know your skincare routine. You know, like, I don't know why, but okay. So my question to you, Sam, is like, why is it important for us to start taking notice of the ingredients and what we're putting on our skin these days? Yeah, I think there's been a little bit of an overlap. So, you know, in the last, I think the pandemic really forced people to, to relook at their routines. Um, and that's when skincare really exploded. And I can tell you too, that you know, behind the scenes, there were many, you know, brands and things like that working on skincare strategies to help get Americans more into skincare because we just weren't using skincare in the same way as like the rest of the world. And there was a real opportunity, I think, to get people informed on skincare. And I would say in the, like the last five years or so, that's really taken off. And the pandemic definitely helped catapult right. that because people were really taking less time for makeup and taking more time for skincare, right? That's probably when we all bought our masks, when we all bought our like tools that we're using or, yes. you know, LED lamps, whatever. So with that, I think now, you know, we're coming out of a pandemic and people are back into the world. And this is where this hybrid category, I think, is coming from too. It's like, I don't just want to put skincare on my face and then put 
you know, maybe a product that's not so great on my skin. What's the point of that? If I'm spending all this money on skincare, then don't I want to have, you know, really good for you ingredients in my makeup as well, or better yet, who wants to do 800 steps? Because we did that in the beginning of the (laughs) pandemic. If you remember, we were doing like 800 step skincare routine. And that's not good either for, or at least not good for everybody or not, not a good strategy for everybody. Number one, it's time consuming. Number two, if you have sensitive skin, the more products you put on, the more likely it is that one of those is going to sensitize your skin. So this is where we got products like super serum skin tint. That is your makeup, your skincare and SPF in one. And so you know, for Ilia, I think it's important to note that any product that we have, if we are claiming that it has like a skincare ingredient in it, like on our Ilia skin tint bottle, on the bottle, it says niacinamide, squalane, hyaluronic acid. Those are three really great, well-tested, safe skincare ingredients. They're all being included at an active level. So we can all say that like we can create our own product and say like, yes, this is hyaluronic acid, but it has like a minuscule, like we whispered the words hyaluronic acid into it and we can say it has (laughs) hyaluronic acid or, (laughs) you know, we can make sure that the amounts that we are using actually have an active level, meaning that this is, this is the, the level that you need in order to see a change in your skin. And that's the level that we always use in our products. I have a question on that. You just made up a really good point that I never thought about. So even though like, let's say products are saying that they're using these ingredients, it could be just like a little tiny drop that's not doing anything. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the brand. So I think it's like, you know, it's so hard to be a consumer in this space because you, you, don't know. And you have to sort of be savvy in order to make sure you're getting your money's worth too. But I think, you know, when it comes to Ilya, what we, what we want to make sure that we do is we, again, are into protecting and reviving the skin. So we want to protect it from like future damage, revive it from any damage that you've done before. And for us, like here are the ingredients at an active level that we know do that. Right. Something that we also talked about offline that I wanted to ask you, and I know it's a broad question, but like for people who are listening to this, like my mom who doesn't really know anything about ingredients or like what is good, what is bad, any insight you can give us and tell us about the ingredients that we should look out for? Hey, have you heard about Vagaro? It's the best place to book hair appointments, facials, and even workout classes. They have a huge marketplace where you can find local beauty, wellness, and fitness businesses that fit your exact needs. Plus, with the Vigaro app, you can book services and classes whenever, wherever. Who knows? Your new favorite self-care business could be a simple search away. Download the Vigaro app. That's V-A-G-A-R-O to get started today. It's a great question. And I mean, I think it's going to be different for everybody. And everybody goes on their, I think, own personal journey with, with skincare and cosmetics. And, you know, for some people, it's they stay with the same thing that they were introduced to when they were 13 and that works for them for their entire life and good for them. And they've (laughs) probably not wasted a lot of brain space on, you know, having to think about these things. For other people, we go through, you know, different changes and cycles and our skin changes. And we find that what worked for us before doesn't quite work. So my recommendation for people, if you are concerned about ingredients or not sure where to start is just start paying attention as you add new products or 
you know, start using things over time. If you are getting sensitivity, if you notice that something isn't agreeing with your skin or it is agreeing with your skin, you're using a new product and you're like, wow, this is really making my skin look amazing. Find out, like, look at the ingredient list. What are the, the common threads that you're finding across all of your products that work really well for you? For me, niacinamide, I will take that every which way, put that in like, Put that in every product. It works beautifully on my skin. And, you know, there are lots of ingredients that are well tolerated by many different people. And there's plenty of like online resources that you can go to as well. If you're interested in like the safety of ingredients, things like that, I would just refer, you know, anybody to just kind of do a light Google and you'll find plenty of resources. But my disclaimer there is always like try and look at who's presenting the information and why? So that's a really good question to ask yourself. Like, is this truly unbiased information? Is this biased information? And just have have that hat on when you're looking at things. If a claim seems too good to be true, it might be, you know, if something is making your skin, you know, 645% more hydrated. Oh, wow, really? Have I turned into, you know, a <laughs> like a, <laughs> literally a puddle or something? Like, have I turned into a raindrop? Right. Um, you know, and I think be realistic about what you want your products to do. I think you know, cosmetics are just that they're, they're cosmetics. They're used cosmetically. They're used over the counter. So nothing that you put on your skin is going to, you know, reverse the clock 30, 40 years. And so I just think being realistic and to be honest, most people do a little too much. I'd say like, that's what I love about Ilya is that we're really interested in simplifying people's routines, providing products that really truly like folks need and also approaching it from a way that's like, it's not, this isn't an artistry brand. I'm actually a makeup artist and I've been doing makeup for a very long time. So when I made this jump, I knew it was going to be different because I'm not like painting faces all day. I'm not like working with VIP celebs. I'm literally just simplifying routines for people. And that's actually what I always love to do. Even when I was working with celebrities or VIPs, that wasn't necessarily my favorite thing. My favorite thing was working with somebody at a counter who like literally just was coming up and needed some help. Wanted the knowledge. And if I could, yeah, and wanted the knowledge and wanted just to simplify their routine. Or I was always the salesperson that would be like, actually, you don't need this one. Like you can just do this one and you you could do this and like try that first. <laughs> that was always really important to me because again, the more you do, the more harm you can do too. So it's like, if you are buying, you know, a whole new routine or something, try one product at a time. Cause otherwise you're not going to know which one is the one that's working or not working. And you're just going to, you know, be at square one again. You are speaking right to my heart. I tried a brand, <laughs> gosh, I want to say like three or four years ago. And I bought the toner and the cleanser and the, the scrub wash. And then in the night you're going to do like that, Sam, I can't even tell you I was doing their whole entire <laughs> line. And at first it's like fun and exciting. I broke out the worst I ever did in my entire life. And it was so bad. Like I look yeah. back at pictures and it was all like, I kept thinking maybe it was hormonal acne. So I remember I went yeah. to my dermatologist and she goes, you're using way too much. You need to cut yeah. that in half. And I was like, well, I'm just yeah. doing all like, what do you mean? It's a very well-known yeah. skin brand. And like, it's I'm washing my face. How is that breaking it out? And she's like, you're doing too yeah. much. You keep mentioning that. And I really want to point that out. You are so spot on. Less is more. Let skin be skin. Stick to the basics. Yeah. 
Let skin be skin. And I love that we have this really, you know, maybe it's not so unique like today, but even like one year ago, two years ago, three years ago, this idea of let skin be skin, you don't need to cover it with like wall to wall carpeting. Like it doesn't (laughs) need to be full coverage across the board that there's this innate aliveness of skin that like we want to show through that there's beauty in imperfection as well that something doesn't need to be completely flawless for it to look beautiful and you know if you can treat the skin well and if you can like condition the skin if you can help it do what it naturally does which is literally protect your insides right like that's what skin is like let's help it do that and let's let's only feed it like beautiful wonderful ingredients that we know are tried and true and work so well for a majority of people. This day and age, everyone's into that dewy look. It doesn't have to be that matte look that it was so in, right? Like, which was the full coverage. It's okay if you're sweaty a little bit and you got a little, you know what I mean? Like, we're all imperfect. It's okay if our skin has a blemish here or there. Right. And I, I think that's something that I admire about Gen Z too, is I think that there's a lot of like skin realness happening on social. And there's a lot of like even acne positivity and things like that of just, you know, people can't control what their skin does a lot of the time. And again, I think being judicious and being discerning about the products that you're using and the ingredients that you're putting on it are all important things. But at the end of the day, like skin is skin and it's meant to protect you and that's its main function and like i said we should be kind to it and find those things that that work for it ultimately yeah you said your mom was an esthetician right you know when people would come in and she was doing skincare on them or with you growing up anything that she your mom was like oh my gosh number one thing that any esthetician will tell you any dermatologist will tell you sunscreen I knew you were gonna say that (laughs) not only that right so we can say sunscreen broadly but I know that a majority of people who are listening probably all had our own sunscreen journey how many sunscreens have I tried before I found one that didn't break me out and sunscreen it's not just that it's protecting your skin from UVA UVB rays right it's not just that broad spectrum protection it's also the fact that sunscreen protects skincare ingredients So if you are, let's say, putting a, you know, a vitamin C serum on your face, and then you are going out into the sun without any sunscreen on, that vitamin C is literally just not working. It's not doing what it's supposed to do anymore because it's literally being affected by ultraviolet rays. Vitamin C is very sun sensitive. So in order to make sure that that vitamin C is working, you have to have a sunscreen. You you have to protect it from sunscreen. And actually, I even found out that when you do vitamin C and you go out into the sun, when that sunscreen oxidizes, right? If you didn't have a sunscreen on, that vitamin C will oxidize and it will give you blackheads essentially because it's oxidizing the oil, the, the sebum in your in your pores. I like literally just found this out and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> So important to wear sunscreen for many different reasons. It's so fascinating the way that like sunscreen actually protects skincare ingredients and it helps skincare ingredients work more effectively because the sun is not just harmful to our skin, but it's harmful to a lot of these ingredients that we're putting on our face (laughs) and then they're being exposed to ultraviolet 
lights, which is why many of the skincare products like vitamin C's come in dark bottles because they're light sensitive, they're, they're photosensitive. Oh, interesting. Other than that, I mean, retinol is a really great ingredient as well. Um, it's not necessarily tolerated by everybody. Um, it, if you're not familiar with retinol, it speeds up your skin cell turnover. So as we age, you know, our skin cycle of like the time that a baby cell comes to the top of the skin is about like 28 days, but then it gets longer and longer and longer. That's why your skin looks a little bit more dull as you age. Retinol can also essentially help speed up that process. But if it speeds it up too much, then that's when you get like sensitivity. That's when you get redness. That's when you get breakouts. So retinol can be challenging. So I, I highly recommend just, you know, if you're going to do retinol just do your due diligence and research it ahead of time yeah. so that you know or like see a dermatologist and they'll be able to help you there's a lot of people talking about skin cycling too what's that so it's involves retinol if you look it up on tiktok or instagram lots of conversation around this is basically a strategy for like days on days off with your skincare so instead of doing the same exact routine every single day you might do on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, you're going to do retinol in your routine. But then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're going to do an exfoliator, whatever it is. There's a million different options out there. One for sensitive skin, one for like really resilient skin. But that's been interesting for me to see. I think people come up with because it's essentially just titrating and giving your skin a break, which you ask me, that's like, what people need to do is like give your skin a break. Right. Yeah. I also want to talk to you about hybrid makeup versus drugstore makeup. So we've been talking about yeah. this new hybrid makeup, which is again to reiterate skincare embedded into our makeup essentially. Yeah. Versus drugstore yeah. makeup that people would get at like CVS, Walgreens. Um, yeah. Can we like decipher it? Yeah. I mean, you know, when it comes to hybrid products, what you are going to get, and you're right, it usually comes with a higher price point as well, is you are going to get literally a hybrid of active skincare ingredients and makeup in one. So for us at Ilia, we're, you know, if you were to use super serum skin tint SPF 40, you would likely, depending on your skin type, use that on clean, dry skin. Like you really wouldn't need anything underneath it. And so again, like with with a lot of our products, the benefit that you're getting is that you are getting the skincare effect and the makeup effect together. Like you're doing something good for your skin when you're putting our products on your face because they all have this idea of protecting or reviving the skin in mind when they're formulated. And Sasha tries everything and, you know, I get sent product too and I have super sensitive skin. So everybody tests everything. And of course we work with labs and we, we have clinical trials and all of those things. I think when you're looking at drugstore makeup, often what you're seeing is number one, I think it's a little bit harder to shop like in a drugstore setting. Cause you don't really have a lot of information there unless you've come prepared and you know, you're walking down the aisles and you know, the product that you're looking for, because you've looked it up ahead of time. There's not a lot of guidance there as far as people to help you or, you know, so you basically like have the box to go off of. And then I think it's also the quality of ingredients can often be like, you know, come into question. When you look at a price point, you know, I think a lot of times people are sort of say that, you know, oh, well, you're paying for marketing or you're paying for the packaging or you're paying for, that's really not true. Um, you are paying for 
you know, the cost of goods, you're paying for the the quality of ingredient, you're paying for the fact that, you know, we're working with this really prestigious lab that understands sunscreen really well. There's a lot of different factors that go into pricing a product as well. But I would say, you know, stay savvy. And just because something is expensive doesn't mean that it's good either. Like, I think we all we all can agree on that. But I would say the biggest difference is that you're going to get a little bit more when it comes to doing something that's going to protect and revive your skin if you go with a brand like Ilia versus maybe a drugstore brand. Right. There are really ridiculously expensive, you know, skincare products where it's like, I don't know how far we can go with putting a cream on our face. You know, like, I don't know what 500 versus a hundred is going to really like, I don't know what the difference there is going to be or like may, and maybe there is, there's only so much a cream can do, right. There's only so much a foundation can do. And I think what I love about Ilya is that we're really sort of trying to shout from the rooftops and really bring to the customer is like, just be kind to your skin, choose products and ingredients that are formulated to be good for your skin and everything else follows. If you want to put a fun eyeliner on, cool, do it. If you want to put like a rock and red lip on after that, amazing. But when your skin looks good, like you said earlier, Taylor, you feel good. Exactly. What can the listeners expect next for the skin and beauty industry? So I would say clean has already become like clean is not a trend clean is the future clean has already become the future like so many brands have come out where they are they're clean so i think there's been a bunch of brands that that have come out and launched in sephora recently i think um gwen stefani's brand and lady gaga's brand like those are both clean brands as well and so you know in some ways that makes us happy because we want that to be the new normal but then you know, it also begs the question of, of like, how do you stay innovative? How do you continue to push labs? And how do you continue to to create products that are really innovating in this space, and really creating things that are, again, going to be good for people's skin? And how do you also like reduce the noise? And what I mean by that is like, if everybody has their own definition of clean, then how do we stand apart as saying like, we are the pioneers of clean, right? And like, at the end of the day, you know, we think we do that because number one, we have a brilliant person at the helm, Sasha, who like really understands and feels to her core, what it means to protect and revive the skin. And I think, you know, she's lived it and she's created this brand and she's affected people's lives, like literally not to be too dramatic, but you know, the condition that my skin was in versus the condition that it's in now, it's like incredible. You know, it's incredible. It's incredible what doing less has done for my skin and what using products that literally have the health of the skin in mind have really done. So I always think about the fact that like, if there are transdermal patches for medicine, right? Like you you put a patch on and you can be given a medicine through a patch, right? Your skin is absorbing stuff. So right. just keeping that in mind, I oh, think when, you know, yeah, I mean, I've never thought of it I mean, like your, that. I mean, your skin is meant to absorb things. That's what it's meant to do. And so I think it's kind of comes full circle because, you know, Sasha started with that question from her mom of like, well, have you ever looked at what you're putting on your skin? Have you ever looked at what you're, you know, putting on your mouth, the lip balm? And it is a question that we don't always ask ourselves until like we're forced to ask ourselves that right. question. Maybe we get sick or, you know, 
something happens or we have all of a sudden a sensitivity, then we sort of are forced to ask ourselves that question. But I think I'm really proud to be at a brand that sort of protects people from the get-go. I think in making sure that we're making, you know, the right choices and things that are safe and good for your skin, no matter what. Well, Sam, I mean, you are full of knowledge and you know what, the way you say it too is also like so relatable. And I think that's so important when we have people here on the podcast too. We don't want someone to just come on and like say facts and words that go over our head, but like you've shared your journey too. And I feel like, you know, I just, it's that much more relatable. I love beauty and I wouldn't be here if I didn't love beauty. We really want to empower people to, you know, ask more of their makeup and, that's kind of why we got started with these hybrid products in in the first place. And so, you know, when we look at the clean beauty space, I think there's a lot of intersectionality between clean beauty and sustainability as well. And, you know, is the packaging recyclable? Is it, is it good for the earth? Again, it's not just protecting and reviving the skin, but also we want to protect and revive the planet. We have a really big affinity with trees um, at Ilya. We've, we're planting 1 million trees by the end of 2023 oh, wow. um, with, yeah, with, with one tree planted. So 1% of our super serum skin tint sales go towards 1% for the planet. And that goes to um, planting trees in the Amazon rainforest. So I think by the end of this year, we would have planted 580,000 trees in the Amazon rainforest. And by the end of next year, we'll get to 1 million, which is really exciting. That's incredible. Wow. 1 million. 1 million trees. I usually make an Austin Powers joke around then, but I don't know if anybody gets the 1 million. 1 million. (laughs) 1 million. I love Austin Powers. That goes perfectly. Well, Sam, before I let you go, we're going to play a quick little game. I play this on every podcast. It is Would You Rather. So you have two options, but you only got three seconds to answer each one. Holy Toledo. Okay. Pressure's on. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Would you rather use only Ilia Limitless Mascara for the rest of your life or only Super Serum Skin Tint SPF for the rest of your life? Well, only Super Serum Skin Tint SPF because it's done so many wonderful things for my skin. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Next one. (laughs) Would you rather apply lipstick as eyeliner or eyeliner as lipstick? I'd rather apply eyeliner as lipstick and I've totally done that before. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather give up your favorite lip product or give up your favorite eye product? I'd rather give up my favorite eye product. I have small eyes anyway. (laughs) Would you rather lose every makeup brush you ever buy or every chapstick you ever buy? Oh, I'd rather lose the chopsticks. I'll, I'll do fine. Would you rather stain your white towels with makeup? Or spill nail polish on your coffee table? Oh my goodness, no. Uh, I'd rather stain white towels with with makeup, although I hate that too. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. Okay. (laughs) Would you rather constantly have lipstick on your teeth or cry every time you wear mascara? I cry a lot already, so (laughs) I'd be fine with crying. What's another one? Okay, perfect. Would you rather have super straight eyebrows or overly arched Uh eyebrows? I'd rather have super straight eyebrows, I think, for my face shape. (laughs) Okay, last one. This one's a unique one. Okay. Would you rather apply your foundation with deli meat or with a used sock? Oh, gross. (laughs) Uh, I'd rather apply foundation with a used sock. (laughs) (laughs) Deli meat just seems real. I know. When I was making these up last night, I was like, what is like something I can end on that's nasty? I had like ham deli meat out. I don't know why. So it's like, all right, <laughs> deli meat or like a used sock. 
Either way, it's so nasty. Either way, gross. Either way, gross. Yeah, for sure. There's something about the wetness of ham that, of deli meat that really makes me uncomfortable. I know. It made me uncomfortable to write it. But Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you and all your knowledge. And I'll definitely be in touch with you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. It was so fun. It was so fun. Okay. Bye. Our goal is to always give you the content you didn't know you needed to know. And to make sure you're always on point. I'm Taylor Burke. Thank you for listening.